0: Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins, and it's great to be with you. This is a podcast about El Camino de Santiago. I'm a Sydney-based musician, broadcaster, producer, and podcaster. There are literally hundreds of podcasts here telling the stories of pilgrims from all around the world. And I received a note this week from a listener in the Philippines who has listened to every episode. Hello, Maya. Indeed, Maya said she's listened to many of them many times. What a blessing for this humble host to have you walking alongside me on this journey. And what a blessing we have in the collective prayer of pilgrimage, giving love and light to one another across the globe. The Camino is a collection of pilgrimages largely in Europe, where pilgrims walk in the footsteps of St. James the Stronger, one of Christ's Apostles. And I walked my first Camino in 2016, and it changed me forever. A friend of mine was walking the same path as me here in Sydney just a few weeks ago. We walked together for a while, and I offered to drive him home. He was surprised when we arrived back at the car, and the car wasn't locked. I said, well, if someone needs it more than me, they can have it. (laughs) It's insured. I couldn't care less, frankly. And as we left the park quietly in the car, he turned to me and he said, that Camino Really changed you, Dan. It did. We're back in lockdown in Sydney. The COVID Delta variant is on the rise. It's on the loose. It's on the rampage. So it's back to the future for us. The streets are empty. Pubs and clubs are shut. So that means no gigs for musicians like me. School students are learning from home. And we're all left to wonder when this nightmare will be over. And I can only dream of a Camino at the moment. But it's a pretty good dream to hold and to cherish. People from all walks of life have undertaken pilgrimages for centuries, and it's often a way to re-evaluate where you are in life. Perhaps the concept of re-evaluation is a 21st century concept, but our predecessors walked for forgiveness or maybe redemption or understanding or hope. All manner of reasons. So what is your pilgrimage going to be about? Perhaps the fact you're listening to this podcast suggests your pilgrimage has already begun. Well, what will it look like? What would you like to see on the other side? What would you like to bring back to your family, your community on your return? And how will you carry the hopes and dreams of those who love you as you endeavor to grow yourself to be a better person for your family, your community? I have found a community in the Camino family. I'm continually amazed at the energy we share collectively across the world. One of my favourite music artists, Crowded House, released some new music last week and I was so pleased. It's a wonderful album and I'm really looking forward to learning the songs so that one day I can sing every word. And my middle son has been compiling the albums I played when he was a boy. He says it brings him back to his childhood when he'd be in bed and he'd hear the same songs day after day, drifting through the house. This family, this community, we're growing. If you're thinking of walking the Camino, do it. If you think you're too old or too slow, too poor, too frightened, do it. You will find a community and a family waiting to walk with you. There's an old African proverb, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. My guests this week wrote to me last week to ask me to check out their website dedicated to pilgrimages in Switzerland, Jakobsweg. My German is as bad as my Spanish, French and any other foreign language. And I hope my guests forgive me. Sue and Angus Faita are on the line from Switzerland. Welcome, pilgrims. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sue, I'm going to get to you first. Uh, I want to talk about pilgrimages and in particular the Jakob Fag in, in a moment. You might tell us a little bit about you both. Um, where are you in the world when you're talking to me right now?
1: Well, then we live a quarter of an hour outside the capital city of Bern. Um, I am originally from England. Angus is originally from Scotland. We're both now Swiss citizens. And this is where we will spend hopefully the rest of our lives.
0: Why did you choose Switzerland?
1: I didn't choose it. It chose me. I got sent here. And Angus came on um, a job. Uh, on a job application
2: and for a couple of years just to experience something outside Britain and somehow Switzerland grew on me and held on to me and I'm still here
0: there you are how amazing Angus Switzerland is renowned for its beauty what's the environment like where you are and and do you and Sue walk the countryside often is that something that you do all the time
2: Very much so, yes. We're sitting here looking out the window. It's been hot and raining for the last couple of weeks, and so the garden is looking really green. Everything's growing. I see that the grass actually needs cut, but we were planning on going walking in uh, the Jura Mountains for the next week on one of the legs of the Jakobsweg in Switzerland. Switzerland um, has got um, a wide number of trails well Sign and um, I think when you look at the, the Jakobsweg information on the website, you'll see that there's simply a network of Jakobsweg trails. There's no one Camino, no one way of St. James. It's just a way of getting from one side of Switzerland to the other. And that's what we've been doing for the, the last couple of years because we can't go outside Switzerland because, as you said, COVID. Yeah. Um, we've been making use of the wonderful network of trails here in Switzerland. Angus, let
0: me ask you then, if you're saying it's just a network and it sort of crisscrosses the country, is there not a start and a finish?
2: Um, yes, the start is from your home. Um, and that that's what actually began um, our, our way on the Camino. Um, although just now we're limited really to Switzerland, we had intended last year to continue our way in France. Um, our original plan, we started in Constance uh, on the, the border with Germany and took a, a single path through to Geneva and then on through France to Le Puy mm. and had hoped. Um, to continue that, um, and so really we're simply taking advantage um, of what's available in Switzerland. But the the way it really starts at your home, and you go from where you are to, I suppose, where you want to be. For most people, that's um, Santiago, but Compostela. Um but I think um, it doesn't have to be. I think it's um really a case of the the way being what's important and the people yeah. you meet and um, what changes you on the way rather than a start and a finish. Yeah, that's right. No, you're quite right, it's the journey. Hey Sue, so
0: have you ever thought or worked out how far it would be from your front door to Santiago?
1: From Constance it's two thousand three hundred and forty kilometers.
0: Okay. Okay. There you go. So that's quite a walk. That sounds fantastic. I'd absolutely love to do that. How well known is this Jakobsweg in Switzerland, do you think, Sue?
1: The Swiss, particularly in the Swiss-German area, hiking is very, very popular. We have um, marked marked ways all over the place. I mean, you can hardly move without crossing a signpost that tells you where you can go in so many hours. Oh, wow. Uh, having said that, we we first of all, we've tended to walk out of general holiday periods. We haven't met too many pilgrims um but a lot I know a lot of people do a lot of Germans walk through from Germany through Switzerland. The disadvantage of Switzerland is it tends to be expensive in mm. the sense that don't you know, I think Spain's big advantage is it has cheap um how do you call that when you hostels? hostels yeah when you spend stay overnight we don't have that we have a few hostels but they are few and far between although they're very good and not expensive so that means you're looking for hotels and, and that is expensive um having said that i think i want to point out that a lot of these ways are very old it's just because um, the Camino is is fashionable right now I think there's been this movement to um, wake up in some ways, the old ways the, the way we're going to do this this coming week uh, through the Jura region uh, is an old one where people would come down through Baal, um from Germany and, and carry on and um, there are traces of old hostels unfortunately that haven't been kept up but they go back to the Middle Ages so this isn't I don't want people to think this is something new. This is not something new. As Angus said, people in Europe left their homes and walked. Mm. And they tended to walk um, from monastery to monastery, for example, because you could stay overnight in monasteries. Sure. Again, because of the Reformation, a lot of the Swiss monasteries were destroyed. So that whole network has gone. Um, but it isn't something new. It, it is something with a very long history.
0: Yeah, how lovely. Um, Angus, you mentioned earlier that it was well signposted and I think Sue said no matter where you go, you can cross a path and it'll show you where you're going or what's ahead. But you have created this website, you and Sue, about uh, providing information on the various trails, but how widely uh, is it researched? Can you find information easily about the many and varied trails?
2: Certainly, there's a lot of information on Swiss websites. I think the first thing I should perhaps say is that my idea in starting a website wasn't actually for particularly for the general public. Um, I started off simply as a, making a collection of links for myself um, and then decided it'd be a good way of sharing pictures of our trips with other people. Although mm. there's obviously Facebook, Instagram, um, they didn't really fit in with the idea of simply showing um, particular friends what we were doing. So it's it's simply it's grown with with our journey, um, and I've tried to collect everything in one place simply for us to look back at. So, for example, when you asked about how far it was, I looked at the the page for Constance and saw we'd taken a picture of a signpost outside the cathedral there with the sign, with numbers. Um, So it's really a a sort of journal diary for us where I've collected everything together. Um, But you can see from that that there's a lot of links in English, English, a uh, lot of the tourist information is in um, German, French, and English. Um, and so if you search for something in Switzerland um, on a tourist site, you, you're bound to find English information as well. You mentioned earlier that
0: people stay in monasteries. What about the albergues, or as they call them in France, gites? What's the situation in terms of the cheap and cheerful? Our uh, type of accommodation in Switzerland.
1: Ah, uh, well, this is why I wrote you and said that our way of doing it is very different. Mm. Maybe I can tell you how we got started on this. Um, you, you've mentioned on several podcasts that that the Camino calls you. Yeah. Well, that definitely happened to me. Um, I, I had a relative who who did the Camino years ago, and. At that time in my life, I had no space for knowing about things like that. I wasn't interested, um, which I feel bad about now. But that was the, that was the first point. And then uh, a few summers ago, there was a radio series where they interviewed people who had life-changing experiences. And one of these was a young man who'd walked from Geneva to Santiago. And this fascinated me. Gosh, how could you do that? That's such a long way. And um, the person I'd known had done it from Saint-Jean-de-Pieto and had gone to Compostelle. And this fascinated me. And then one day I realized there was a sign just down the road from us showing you the way. And I thought, that's interesting. And it just kept happening to me that this Santiago, uh, this Camino kept popping up. And every time it popped up, it drew my attention more and more, so much so that um, I started looking on the internet. Um, This, I think, is another reason why I thought the website was a good idea. I wanted to know, what does it look like? Um, And there were wonderful people who've put long explanations and shown you videos, and I, I got fascinated by all this. And then Angus was having a really tough time at work, just pressure of work. And I thought, we need a rest. We need to go somewhere and just unwind. And then I started looking at this Camino in Switzerland, and I thought, well, how about we rent somewhere? Because I wasn't convinced, because he was so tired, that this would be a good holiday to go hiking every day. Yeah. So I wanted somewhere where we could also relax. He He's also not terribly sociable, so I thought this idea of meeting up with people every night and having to talk would not be a relaxing holiday. Anyway, that was my feeling. So I booked an apartment on the way with the possibility, because in Switzerland we have such a wonderful public transport system. You can go from anywhere to anywhere. And so I... I booked this apartment and we went from the apartment every day. We took the train first to Constance in Germany. And then, so we'd, we'd go to, to, to the beginning and then do a stretch and then take the train home. And then we'd go back to that first ending from the day before, Do you see what I mean. Yeah. And then go on to somewhere else and we'd do that every day. So the, in the end, we, we walked back to our apartment. And then from there, we walked out of the door. And that was exciting we, we didn't have to take the train. We could. We were on the way already staying on it. And so we opened the door and we walked out and that felt so good. Anyway, we, we went there with a carload of books to read and clothes to change and everything we needed. And I'm telling you that because now we go out the door with eight kilos on our back. And I think that shows how much it changes you. Yeah. We don't need all that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, and so we, we carried on doing this. We, we did we did that for two weeks, and then we loved it so much. We, we'd gotten through the waking up in the morning thinking, oh my goodness, I can't get out of bed, I'm so sore, and, <sighs> um, and we don't have that anymore. We just get up and go. And so then when we had another holiday, we did the same. Um, no, that's not true after that we got near a home so from there we took the train from home to the next stage and back again and so on um this mainly because as i said it is very expensive to stay over in hotels and i think it's not quite the same thing staying in a hotel somehow didn't quite fit with the whole camino idea Mm, mm. we did that until we got to geneva because after after we walked to our home one day we actually walked the stretch to our own home, and the next day got up and walked from our own home. Um, Hence, again, the picture, the photo of us both. And that was really exciting, to to walk in our own region. And we found ourselves in paths we didn't know existed. We walked through forests we'd never been through. Um, We also walked in winter, so we ended up walking in snow sometimes. Uh, It was just great fun. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: And then we got to Geneva. And then, of course, we had to do the, the normal – I don't like that word. I, I, I think there isn't a way of doing this. I think that's the whole thing. It's, it's your way, way with a capital W. It, um, and our way was to do it like that. And then we got into France, and I learned about the, um, the network in the first part of France from Geneva on the – what's it called? Camino – Oh, I yeah. Um, in that whole area, which is Rona, it's called, they have a wonderful system whereby peop, ordinary people open their homes to pilgrims Yeah. and you can send off for a book. And then um, I started because I, I needed some information. So I phoned the lady who was head of the association and I said, do you have any suggestions? And she said, yes, th- this mm-hmm. would be a good place to start. So we walked to that place. I can't remember what it was called. And from then on, all we did was say to the, the hosts, do you have somewhere to recommend us for tomorrow? We'd like to walk to such and such a town. And so we had this, this whole chain of people who actually all knew each other because they had belonged to this association. And it was wonderful. It's different to, to what most of your people describe about the, the albergues in the evening. We were visiting with people from the area. Yeah. And that was that was wonderful because you got to learn about where they were living, how their lives are. Um it, it it was wonderful.
0: Yeah, I remember when I walked in France and I didn't like the concept or the idea of phoning ahead and booking a place and someone said to me, You must stand because you don't want a cranky French woman cooking you dinner. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well also the differences in France are very spread out. I mean you yeah. walk for you walk for hours and you see no one, yeah. and you see no, not even a hamlet, and heaven forbid, not even a. a I mean, if you've got a bakery, that's just amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you have to have some form of snack for the day with you because you do not know when you're going to find another shop.
0: Yeah, and, and well, what about Switzerland then, Angus? I mentioned earlier it 's very picturesque you 're looking out the the window at the countryside right now it 's also very up and down it 's very hilly it 's very mountainous is the ja difficult
2: well I'm actually uh, it also helps answer your question about places to stay um, one of the the more um, not particularly difficult but um rather long and wet and cold walks we went on. <laughs> Um, we'd had um, now a rucksack stand to the bare minimum which included having a, a sheet sleeping bag with us um, because that's often a requirement and so we we set off over this mountain pass in the area of um, Davos in fact we're walking over a mountain pass to Davos which I imagine you've heard of, of from the meetings there, international yeah. meetings Yeah, um, and um <laughs> Somehow, I misjudged the distance or the difficulty. And so we we thought the weather was going to be good according to the forecast, and it wasn't. It got worse and worse, um, and the rain turned to sleet, and we were slogging through mud over our ankles uh, and up this winding um, mountain path. Sue managed to fall into um, a hole in the snow and we had to drag her out. So we got to the top um, and there was a little mountain hut for resting in. Um, So we we rested there and then we said look we're not going to make it down the other side but there's this place down um, a little bit in in, um, a valley and so we went there and they said, yes, you can stay overnight. We've got the, this dormitory. And so we, we did our sheep sleeping bag. And we said, well, you know, where are uh, the bathroom facilities? And they said, well, you just go outside around the back of the sheep shed, past the goats, and it's there. And <laughs> we said, well, no, we'll just stay in the warm. So we sort of huddled in the warm. It's about 2,000 metres high, I think. Um, and then the next day I went down. So th- there's a lot of... Um, Mountain huts for the, shall we say, more serious walkers um, who start at the 2,000 metres and climb up the 3,500 metre mountains at the run. So there are actually possibilities if you have um, a sheet-sleeping bag with you. There are various places where you can stay fairly cheaply overnight. Um, And most of the ways, because they were designed for pilgrims, and particularly the old ones, um, they they would have their horse and cart with them or maybe their mule train. So it, it's not as bad as you might think that um, there are some high passes, but mainly that the ways are fairly wide, the old ways. Um, and as long as you're, you're reasonably fit and don't make the mistake we made of um, misjudging the distance, there's no problem. We, we tend to aim for maybe 15 to 20 kilometres a day, um, which for us is comfortable. Yeah. Um, we hear people talking about, well, we did 30 kilometres, but um, for us there's very much uh, a threshold that once we get beyond 20 kilometres, we really um, struggle to go on, um, and so it's much better for us to enjoy what we're doing, have time if there's an interesting church to stop and spend 20 minutes looking at it, if there's someone interesting to talk to, um, on several occasions, and there have been people who have stopped us, wanting to talk to us. Only a couple of weeks ago, we were collecting uh, one of the, the pilgrim stamps for our um, booklet. I, I can't remember what you call it in officially, but um, we, we have this booklet. We collect the stamps, and the lady said, come in, offered us a drink, and we talked talk for a while so um you know it's it's up to various people how they want to do it some people i think want to cover the distance but we're more interested in, in experiencing each day yeah i was going to ask that question next funnily enough do you collect stamps
0: so and and where did you get the Compostela? is it a is it a german Compostela or, or is it a or is it swiss
1: it's swiss uh well we have different ones um the first one we got there's um, a Jakobsweg um association, oh. and they they deliver a Swiss one. Um, but we've had to add pages to that because we've got so many. We cannot walk past a chapel or a church. It's impossible. So we have been. If it's open, we've been in it, <laughs> and we've taken pictures. And this is why Angus is saying we don't. We don't do. I'm, apart from that, I'm 70 this year, so I, I do have an excuse. We don't do vast distances because what we do do takes us all day. Because we we want to we want to live this day, um, and we want to visit what's. There to be visited we that there are some you know Switzerland has of, of course the a history with the Reformation and so each uh, area is usually one or the other um, and with that comes an awful lot of history. Um, the area of uh, Crison, which is uh, starts on the Austrian border, um, was very Catholic and then turned very Protestant so some of these churches that were built Catholic uh, back in the, as early as the 10th, 11th century, um, some of them still have, have taken the whitewash off the walls and to expose this amazing artwork from way back when. Yeah. So these places are just, you know, if, even if you're not religious, this, this artwork is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so you never know when you open a door, what are we going to find? Uh, in the very Protestant part of Geneva, towards Geneva in the French-speaking part, one would open the door and there's nothing, absolutely nothing. There's a pulpit and round seats, seats in, in a circle, semicircle, and nothing else. And and it becomes fascinating, as I say, to open the door and say, what are we going to find? So uh, it, for us, it's been um, a, a discovery on, on many levels, the the church history, the 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 artwork um, we, we met a man one day uh, oh that was a fun story too, we were in a village that was obviously Catholic and Protestant and this fascinated us, I it's gone off to the loo because all the Catholic church, nearly all the Catholic church have a, an open loo which as uh, anyone listening to this and who's been on the Camino will know that's worth a lot. So he'd gone off to the loo, and I saw this beautiful cross stone. Um, what do you call that? It's when, carved stone. Ca- uh, yeah, carved. Is, is it carved? Out of stone. And I was looking at it because it had on it, it had the, the Jacob, the oh, shell, St. James's shell in the middle yeah. of the cross. And then all the way down, it had all the major. Um, signs from the main world religions and it was absolutely beautiful and I stood there almost meditating on on this cross and a chap turned up and said oh what what do you think of that I said it's absolutely beautiful he said well that makes me happy because I did it ah. <laughs> and then Angus turned up and he said oh where are you from and so Angus said it's from Scotland and he said oh then you must like whiskey and Angus said well yes I mean it's about Two o'clock in the afternoon, half past two in the afternoon. Oh, well, come. I have, I have a collection. <laughs> so he took us onto his terrace, which was the house right in front of where this cross was. And we sat down and Angus got to taste his whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we got to meet somebody who is from this area, who then went on to tell us how uh, not so many years ago in his lifetime, and he was, he was younger than us, um, how they would have, so the farmers in Switzerland, not so much now, but they all used to daily take their milk to a, a collection point, and then the lo- the, um, the milk, what do you call that, container thing, would come around and pick it up and, and take it to, to the milk processing plant. Yeah. Well, he told us a story that uh, when he was a child, there were Catholic ways and there were Protestant ways. And if you were a Catholic, you did not walk on the Protestant way and vice versa. To take your milk to the 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 point the collection point, and stories like this, when you're living in a country that you well we as with us we've decided this is where we want to stay, it it's, it's it enriches everything to hear these stories. I mean, there were good stories as well, not just ones like that. But yeah, it it so, Switzerland is such a diverse country. It speaks four languages. Um, you can, the, you can go down the road and not understand what they're saying because their dialect is completely different from here. And it is, it is that bad. So to, to get to know these people from this, such a diverse country is just fascinating.
0: Yeah. I, I saw in, in one of the notes um, that you wrote on the website, and the website's full of fabulous photographs, by the way, but you say that in, in, on your Camino in Switzerland, it allowed you to discover different forms of transport to which you were less accustomed, such as postal buses. Angus, what's a postal bus?
2: Well, the clues in the name, really. um, In the the old days, you you had postal coaches whose main task was to carry the post from place to place, And they would take one or two passengers as well. Um, And I I guess nowadays the postal buses, maybe some of them in remote villages do carry the post still, but they emerged into um, a system of of post buses, um, simply large yellow buses that travel the countryside from village to village following the old routes, where in the old days they'd be taking the post from one village to another. Now they, they take the people um, and it's very well integrated with the, um, the, the rail system as well. Um, so that a, a railway station will also have a post bus stop and huh. you can get off one onto the other. Um, if you happen to, to be, um, for example, a cyclist um, in the summer, they often have um, racks behind or even um, a trailer behind where you can put your bus on. And a bus, you can put your bicycle on the bus (laughs) and go up the top of a hill and then free well down. That's quite a popular pastime. And in the winter, then you can put your skis on the back of the bus, take the bus up and be down. So it's all very well integrated, um, works very well. And, of course, you can use um, the same tickets. um, For uh, a lot of places, you simply get a point-to-point ticket. And whether you take the train, the bus, or even the ship... Um, It's all
0: in one ticket. Yeah. There'd be a lot of countries in the world where they would have got rid of that system years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What How lovely. You say on the website, we think that it is to us what this all is about is enjoying God's creation and listening to what he has to say. It's enjoying the discovery of this wonderful country that we've chosen as our home. It's about the history and diversity. And it's just about being together. So that's that's a perfect reason to walk a Camino, no matter whether that Camino is in France or Spain or Switzerland or Germany or wherever, just being together. What a wonderful gift that you found for each other. Yes,
1: yeah. yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Are you surprised? Yes, yeah, because
1: as I, said, I didn't think it would suit Angus at all, the, the idea of... of Walking every day all day. And yeah, I mean we had we we'd always walked, but I mean we'd do an hour at a time, not five or six. Yeah. yeah. Um yes, it's been a wonderful surprise. It's opened up just so much. It it really has. Um that's a yeah, lot. one tends to go on holiday somewhere else. You want to go somewhere different, but we've discovered somewhere different on our doorstep, and that's thanks to COVID. Yeah. If it hadn't been for COVID, we would have gone back to Le Prix, which was on our plan. Um, it's only recently that we're allowed to go to France again. So I suppose we could start up, but I think one's a bit sort of nervous about that whole thing at the moment. You know, take it easy, I want to say. Yeah. But uh, that was our plan, to go back to Le Prix and continue um, on the way down through France. Um, whilst I'm on that subject, I'll just say that, For me, I I don't know whether we'll ever get to Compostelle, but it isn't important at the moment. But there is, um, I, for for nearly 30 years now, I've been visiting a monastery in southwest France near Bayonne, which you might know of. It's not far from Saint-Jean-de-Pied-de-Port. And um, I want to walk to them. That is, is my goal, my immediate goal. To walk down on the on the the way of St James, sure. Because they, they are actually they're not on on it exactly. They're just a couple of kilometers away, but I want their stamp. I want to walk to them and say hi. I just come from Switzerland, you know, on foot. Yeah. Um, because that is my very special place. Um, it's been a big part of my life. This monastery, which I haven't been able to go to for the last twenty months, obviously. Um so that's that that's my personal goal for now. If we should carry on and we would then from there carry on down to Saint Jean-Pierre, but we'd walk the whole lot. Uh I I think we want to do the north the north route, you know, along the sea.
0: Yes, yes. I,
1: I think for again I, I've spent hours on YouTube and, and reading and stuff about this. Uh having done the Swiss Mountains. <laughs> I, I think we can manage the coastal route quite quite easily and, and um that that's one thing I do miss is the sea. I, I grew up on on the south coast of England. Uh I think that would be extremely special to, to walk that way. Yeah. But we're not in a hurry and um who knows? We're doing what we can now because we can. Yeah. And we're enjoying what we do now because it's there to be enjoyed and and we're not desperate to get to to Santiago yeah. we, we have um, um, I, that makes me think of the Compostela I think it's called isn't it that you get when you go to Santiago yes we have we have a, 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 our Swiss uh, equivalent when you walk across uh, the canto of Grison, which as I said starts on the the Austrian Tyrolean border we got an equivalent of that from the monastery having walked the monastery in Mousta. Um, to dissentis and dissentis De delivered us with a beautiful um, certificate that we had walked across their their canton. So we're quite shocked with that. That's up on the wall.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. How lovely. And Sue, so you wrote to me to say that you're involved with a community in a monastery in icing down
1: That is a 10th century monastery, um, not in its presence form. It's not, it's only 18th century, but... The original monastery was built in the 10th century. And I sent you a picture this morning to say okay to meeting up. And that is the statue of St. James that sits on the pilgrim's table in the refectory in Einsiedlen. And, yes, I I joined a group. um, We were also locked down for a couple of months, and I missed going to Mass. So I looked for something online and I found that Ein Siedler Monastery did live stream. That's what we call it here. I don't know what you call it. Live stream every day. And so I followed Mass every day with them. And I started looking around their website and they were looking for people to, to form a group to greet pilgrims. Now they are a pilgrim, oh, what do you call that? Center. That's not the word I want. Pilgrimage yeah they, they have people who 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 take pilgrimages to the Black Madonna which is very famous in Einsiedlen. and um so they are on the on the on the way of St James as well and so people go there for all sorts of reasons but they're all pilgrimages yeah. um, and they have um they have a, a dormitory very nice dormitory actually for, um, I'm sorry, we always call it Jakobspilger and Jakobsweg, so I'm not used to doing this in English. Um, They have rooms for people who do the Way of St. James that you can stay over and you get a nice meal um, in the monastery, and that's really worth it. It's very nice. And
0: so just we were talking earlier about how expensive it is. How much would that be a night?
1: I think it's 40 francs, which is nothing here That's yeah. for for, um, for staying over and breakfast.
0: Sure. How fantastic. Um, I'm fascinated by the Black Madonna.
1: The Black Madonna is housed in, I suppose, what one would call uh, a small chapel. So you enter into the monastery, the church, uh, uh, the main church of the monastery, yeah. and you've got this Black Madonna, and she has clothes – she, you can look this up on the website. She has clothes. And so um, every feast day, one of the, the monks, who's the sacristan, he will go and change her robes to correspond to the liturgical color of the day. And they are beautiful. Um, and he, she is housed in what originally, again, the originals obviously burnt down a long time ago. St. Myrod was a hermit who went into this, what was then a forest, as uh, to live as a hermit. Um, but like a lot of these very special people, he got, um, how can I say, people came to him yeah. for healing, for help, for for all sorts of worries. And so from that grew the monastery of Einsiedeln. So where the Madonna is housed is representing where Meinrad lived in his hermitage. Wow. And um, Mary, you're a Catholic, so this, this will speak to you. Yeah. Mary leads you to Christ. So she is in the, the Black Madonna in her, her black marble little chapel is at the end of the nave. So she leads you to Christ at the altar. Wow.
0: Angus, the website is carrick.ch.jacobsveg C-A-R-R-I-C-K dot C H forward slash Jacob and I'll put the link in the bio. Are you happy to hear from people if they have questions?
2: Um, yes, certainly. Um, in, in fact, if you just go to um then um, on that page, I think there, there should be a link. I, I'm ah. in the process of redoing my main website. I started it in the late 80s, I think, and I've kept on just adding bits and pieces. And then recently I've taken away a lot of old stuff. But if you go to the first page, then there should be a picture of uh, a Jakob Zegas and James that you can click on and get to it. Um, And yes, um, as I said, we really started it for ourselves, for our friends and relatives, so that people could see what we've been up to. Um, But it seems to have grown into something that could be of use to other people. And so... Um, there is on the first page, um, there's um, an email address that you you can contact us with. Um, and, um, you know, if anyone's got any questions or something they'd like added, um, some extra information, some extra links, then by all means contact me.
0: Yeah. The, the, as I said, the photographs are beautiful. There's also a, a terrific map there that are, uh, that you can sort of, zoom in on and 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 have a look at you've clearly done a lot of research are you mindful while you're walking that you're going to be posting on the website and therefore doing research as you go
2: no not at all no as i said it's more a journal a diary at the end of the day or or the end end of the, the week whatever um i'll sit down we'll sort out our photos Delete all the ones that aren't really very good. So that um, you get to see only the very best of them, um, and then upload them. And then think, um, you know, well, what can we say about this? What particularly happened? Um, maybe there's something I want to check up. So I put the link on. Maybe before we went, I'd research something. But it, it's really a, a sort of almost a scrapbook that, um, at the end of the the day, we sort of put in everything we've collected, um, and then. And in this case, as you saw, look back two years ago to find out something or other people that we, we know will say we had a look and um, we saw what you did. So it, it's really it's, um, been done for us and our friends and anyone's welcome to, to make what use of it they can.
0: Yeah, it's I'm
2: just sort of flicking
0: through some of the photographs and, and stuff here. I, I forgive my pronunciation, but Marstetten to Tobel. Would that be right? hmm yeah. yeah. Okay, to yeah. Tobel. And there's a little spiel there. There's the, the walk involved, a little walking on tarmac, but otherwise it was very pleasant. We stopped in town and, and visited a Reformed church. There's a whole heap of photographs there, and and, and it's, it's there's a, a kind of a map to show you where you walk and, and the little towns that you go through as well. So it's a really good resource if anybody's wondering about Jacobsveig and, and walking in Switzerland, and perhaps they might like to use it as a starting point, or even what would be a lovely idea is to go and base themselves somewhere in Switzerland and then walk all these day trips like you're doing and pick up a postal bus to take them home in the evening. Sounds absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Let me, exactly. a, let me ask you a question that I, I often ask everybody. Um, Angus, I'll stay with you. What would you say to someone who's thinking of heading
2: out their door to undertake pilgrimage? Well, just do it, basically. Um, I think that um, really once you've started, it it becomes obvious what you want to do and how you want to do it. It's simply, I'm sure someone must have said this before, that a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Um, But um, it really is true that um, you don't know what to expect until you've started. Um, So just start.
0: Sue, do you think it's for everybody? Is it for everyone?
1: Hmm. Why not? (laughs)
0: That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Okay. So I'm going to throw to both of you and you might tell me who's going to answer. Tell us a Camino story.
1: Well, in that same area as I told you about, that's my favorite area because the people there were so lovely. Um, I told you about the the chap who who carved the cross. Yeah. Um, And, Another day in the going on from where we saw, met him, it, it was autumn, but it was a very hot autumn, and we were walking along, and I, I didn't have a big, and now I have a big container for water, but I didn't then, and I'd run out of water. I was getting tired. I was hot and getting grouchy, and I said to Angus, I need water. I, I have got no more water, and I need to sit down and have a snack. I felt I needed some energy booster and we walked about 10 minutes further and there was a little house. It wasn't even a hamlet. It was just a group of maybe three or four houses and on the wall was like you would have a garden tap for your hose. And there was a sign, a printed sign that said, Pilgrim, please help yourself. So I did. And I was so, I was so grateful because I really was needing water and we we walked round the house because that's what the road, the way the road went, and on the other side of the house was a metal sofa with a um, uh, Saint James shell yeah. on the on the frame of the, the sofa. It had cushions on it, and again there was a little little um, something had been written to say, "Please sit down and rest your weary bones," and and. You know, you often talk about the Camino provides. Well, that yeah. day it definitely did. And so we sat down, I had a drink, we had a snack, and we got up and felt really good to to carry on the rest of our day. I mean it was it really was a real godsend. That's fantastic. And um, also in that area that same autumn, it was autumn, there were apples and pears littering the ground. And if it's on the ground, you're allowed to pick it up. So we did. And in some of the chapels we visited, there were, for example, in one chapel, there was a little basket with some apples in and said, Pilgrims, please help yourself, and some sort of wish for our, our journey um, written in German. And this was quite common. Uh, another time, there was a chap who was cutting grapes from his vines around his house. And in Switzerland, when you're in the country, it doesn't matter where you are, you cross, if you your paths cross, you would say hello, or you'd put your hand up to wave or whatever. So I put my hand up to wave to him and shouted out a a greeting. And he said, do you want some grapes? (laughs) (laughs) So we went over and he cut us, so he had red and white. He cut us um, some grapes and we chatted for half an hour and went on our way.
0: Oh, wow. How fantastic. The generosity of those on the way. And I I guess that's, such a lovely thing, a lovely aspect of pilgrimage, no matter where you are. People love to see you walking and love to have you in their community. Congratulations. The website is terrific. Congratulations on providing an opportunity to put Switzerland on the pilgrim map. It's been been delightful talking to you. I have to say, flicking through the photographs while researching the interview, uh, I was absolutely gobsmacked by some of the the, the the churches, the chapels, the landscape, the little towns. There are some unusual buildings and 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 unusual sort of installations that you've taken photographs as well. You've told us the story about Black Madonna and and roadside fruit, which I love. I love the idea of roadside fruit. So I just think it's fantastic to think about walking in Switzerland. The very concept, perhaps even starting there, to me, sounds amazing. Two and a half thousand kilometres would be just an absolute delight. And in talking about delights, it's been delightful talking to you. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Walk on, Sue and Angus, and I can't wait for the day when I step off the Veg, just a couple of steps later, to knock on your door. So thanks, Sue and Angus. Buen Camino. Buen Camino. Thank,
1: thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: My guests this week, Sue and Angus Fahiyata from Switzerland, put the Jakobsweg on your radar. Another community glowing with the Camino spirit. And I think Sue and Angus sum up this week's quote perfectly. There's an old African proverb, if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Walk on pilgrims. Thanks for your company. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino.